Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 7 1. Buckle your seatbelts, America. <laughs> After last Tuesday and the results that we're seeing. Man, there's nothing the Democrats will not do. They feel unstoppable. You got your head down? Yeah. You feeling bad about last Tuesday? All right. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff in the news this morning. You know how I do this. I go through it, throw this stuff out, give you my opinions, take your calls, 210-599-5555. We have four hours to do it today because Sean's taking a day off. 210-599-5555, The Democrats feel unstoppable now. Are they unstoppable? And the results of uh, last week's election. Um, is America now basically a European socialist state? I mean, you, you get what you vote for, right? And I'm, I'm not talking about you. Uh, obviously, you guys who listen to this show and this radio station typically would not be voting for uh, far-left Democrats or for the border to be open or for the fentanyl to continue on or for this, that, and the other that we have talked about ad infinitum for months. Uh, you guys are not responsible for what happened last Tuesday. But, uh, but hey, you know, America is, and you get what you vote for. So America voted for more open borders, and America voted for the fentanyl crisis coming in here. And America has voted for high inflation and the high prices and everything. That's what America put its stamp of approval on last week, obviously. I'm talking about, again, as a whole, generally speaking, America overall. 210-599-5555. We found out over the weekend that Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto won her re-election. And so now the Democrats do lead in the Senate. Now the only question is, will they add to their lead in the Senate? Because the last seat is the one with Warnock and Herschel Walker going to be deciding that runoff on December 6th. So at the very least, the Democrats have 50-50 with, of course, uh, Kamala Harris as your tiebreaker, as it were. Uh, now they've got a chance to actually have 51 and don't need Kamala Harris there to vote for a tie tiebreaker. And by the way, they're still counting votes out in Maricopa County, Arizona. Th that is a blight on everything that we stand for as Americans. Um, I have my own feelings about, you know, shucking and jiving going on in Maricopa County and finding votes and all that. That's, that's something totally different. Um, the fact that we allow that to go on says more about us as a people as a whole again as the american not not again talking about you guys who listen to this show uh, i i take it you're you're pretty conservative you know pretty patriotic and all those kind of things but as a whole as as you know take take the entire country as a whole and the fact that we put up with that kind of crap you know what what's been going on what happened in nevada for a week and what's been going on in arizona the fact that as a nation we put up with that. When when American Idol and all these other shows can count 72 million votes during a commercial break, <laughs> it takes these guys an entire week or more. Right, who knows when they're going to be done? They keep finding votes, man. Hey, we got another batch over here and another batch over there. As far as the Republicans are concerned, Senator Josh Hawley, who is a Republican, he says the party's dead. It's time to bury it, build something brand spanking new. What do you think about that? Is the Republican Party dead? Is it time to build something brand spanking new out of the smoking heap of what once was the Republican Party? There's a lot of infighting going on in the Republican Party, a lot of finger-pointing going on inside the Republican Party right now because there's no reason at all they should have lost. There's none whatsoever. Uh, they should have ran the tables last Tuesday. should have been the easiest. Yeah, the easiest win. It's like Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> okay? The Dallas Cowboys, man, they look great for, you know, uh, out of a 60-minute game, they'll look great for 55 of those minutes and five minutes they stink up the field, and that's cost them the win. And that's what Republicans did last week. I mean, they just stuck up the field, and it was the easiest freaking win that I've ever seen in my life, 50 years of following politics. It would have been last week the easiest win. should have, I mean, it should have just been a blowout. Uh, shouldn't even have been close. And that, but that's why you have election day. That's why you play the football game. You know, it's easy to say back in Tom Brady and the Patriots' heyday of winning all those Super Bowls. Man, why in the world should they waste their time with the Cleveland Browns? Well, that's why you play the game, right? Because every once in a while the Browns get up there and get a win. The Democrats have embraced mail-in voting with gusto. It's the new normal for voting going forward. Obviously, should Republicans? 
then step up and get their voters to do the same and embrace mail-in balloting. So Mike Pence was angry with Donald Trump on January 6th and in the days after. Mike Pence is going to be all over television the next couple of days, today in particular on ABC and on Hannity's show tonight on Fox News and other places because he's coming out with his brand new uh, memoir. His memoir is coming out, and that's going to be coming out tomorrow. And we're going to try to book him here on the show because I'd like to speak with him. But he said uh, <clears throat> after Trump put the tweet up on January 6th that Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do uh, to protect our country and so on and so forth, that you know when everybody was attacking the Capitol, he was in there. And he said the president's words were reckless. It was clear he decided to be a part of the problem. The name of the book is So Help Me God. It comes out tomorrow by Mike Pence. And he said the Secret Service, on January 6th, they were encouraging him to leave the building, but he refused. He didn't want to be seen speeding away in a motorcade and giving riders any sense of victory. He said we walked down the hallway very slowly and methodically, and all around us blur emotion and chaos and stuff going on. Security and police officers directed people to safety. Staffers were shouting and running for shelter, trying to hide out the best they could. I heard footsteps and angry uh, sh chanting and shouting, he says. And making our way to the basement of the Capitol took a few extra minutes because I insisted that we walk really slowly and not run. The Secret Service, they were accommodating him grudgingly, he said. Then as the rioters were ransacking the Capitol, some of them uh, were chanting, Hang Mike Pence. He said, I ignored it all, and I went back to work. He said, then he met with Donald Trump on January 11th. He said, Trump looked tired. His voice seemed fainter than usual. He said, how are you? How are Karen and Charlotte? And I replied tersely, said Mike Pence. We're fine, and uh, they were with me in the Capitol on January 6th. And he responded with a hint of regret. I just learned that, he said. Were you scared? No, I said. I was angry. You and I had our differences that day, Mr. President, and seeing those people tearing up the Capitol infuriated me. Then he brought up the election, saying the people were angry. And I told him uh, to set all that aside. And he said, yeah, whatever. Then Pence described speaking to Trump on January 14th, after the impeachment, after the second impeachment. He seemed discouraged, so I told him I'm praying for him, and Donald Trump told Mike Pence, well, don't bother with that. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting run here for Donald Trump in the next few days because he raged at Mitch McConnell yesterday once again, made fun of Mitch McConnell's wife, calling her Coco Chow. Coco Chow. Then he made fun of uh, Governor Virginia Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin and said his name sounds Chinese. So uh, the 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 shines off the Trump bloom right now. Now we're finding out from a report from John Kelly, his former chief of staff, that Trump was trying to have political opponents investigated by the IRS, weaponizing uh, a branch of the federal government. You know how I feel about that. I don't care who you are. You know you don't do that. I don't care if you're Donald Trump. I don't care who you are. You don't weaponize the branches of government against your political opponents. That's what they do in third world countries. So we're going to talk about that. John Voigt says Donald Trump is the only guy who can save America. So we need to make sure that tomorrow night he, he announces that he's running for re-election. Are you hoping that he announces he's running for re-election? Huh? 210-599-5555. Uh, in the other news, myocarditis risk from COVID-19 vaccines, three times higher from Moderna than Pfizer. And the doctors are putting a positive spin on it. Well, you see, that should put your fears, that should put your fears to rest because it's so rare. They're just nuts, man. They're absolutely nuts. The American College of Cardiology releasing a study showing that males and females, 18 to 39, with the Moderna vaccine had higher rates of pericarditis and myocarditis males 18 to 29 had the highest rates after receiving a second dose of moderna now you guys know if you listen to the show that for weeks now months now actually maybe even longer than that i have been saying we need to be following these guys these young males who are dropping dead on the football field on the basketball court uh while they're out at uh, prom night or whatever they're just falling over dead the national institutes of health reports patients experience symptoms of chest pain Fever, fatigue, shortness of breath, and a rapid or irregular pulse, heart failure, shock, or death. And this was no small study. Three million people were in this research study. So they're now admitting full-on myocarditis risk from COVID-19 vaccines. 
three times higher for Moderna than Pfizer. What have we wrought, man? What are we going to find out in the years to come that came out of all this vac stuff that we went through the past couple of years? What are we going to find out? 210-599-5555. Quick break. If you want to make a comment on any of these stories or anything else, we are going to talk about uh, more buses going to the Northeast with uh, illegal immigrants on there. That that continues. Uh, a man in New York busted with 20,000 fentanyl pills. going to tell you about that. And you bet we're going to talk a little bit about Clayton Perry because they got a vote happening at City Council at 1.30 this afternoon. That's coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm Dr. Stork. Doesn't your family deserve the... FM 1071. <laughs> hey, get over it, will you? Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know about this. I'm not real sure if it's a good sign or not, but uh, President Biden is, is meeting with the president of China, Xi. Yeah. And... <laughs> He sat down across the table from him and said, good morning, boss. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. <laughs> I mean, you know, he just might refer to people as boss. But he looked across the table and saw the, the president of China, and he said, good morning, boss. So there you go. That kind of explains everything. How you doing, man? All right. How are you? I missed you for two days. Yeah, I missed you, too. It looks like, looks like you had a good time, though. No, I really did. You know, we, we have the travel company. Right. And uh, every once in a while, we got an opportunity to do something to explore new avenues for the travel company. Right. And we had an opportunity to go out because what they've done over in Galveston is they have built a brand new terminal for these large cruise ships, these really big ones, biggest in the world. Yeah, they've done a good job on that terminal, too. That is gorgeous. That's the first time I saw it. Right. So we had a chance to go down and take a look at it and then take a little trip on the boat and, uh, and check it all out, which is what we did. And it was a blast. Really had a good time. And well, Excellent. you know, it was, it was work, but you know, right. it's, well, you know, it's 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 <laughs> it's tough to to sell these packages unless you know for sure exactly what it is you're trying to sell. You just named yeah. it. You just named it. In that they, you, you have to know with the ship. You have to know everything right. about how it all works. You know yeah. the intricacies, so you can answer all the questions. And so, I'm gonna, uh, so along with the you know the the hanging out on on deck and and having the occasional mimosa, you also had to take part in some seminars. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And you saw the social media stuff, right? A lot of, a lot of marketing stuff that went into it as well. Yeah. But it, it's a good experience, and we're we're really having a good time. I mean, you know, and the business is doing well. And the Disney side, I was just telling Elaine, the Disney side of the business is doing great. And we're working on ramping up the, the cruise side. In fact, I'm going to, you know the, how those guys will host cruise? They, they go and they go, come with me, come cruising with me. And all. I'm going right. to do that. Oh, are you? Yes, of okay. course. Come cruising right. with me and invite listeners and whoever else wants to go along. Yeah. And we're going to get out there and enjoy the open seas. Why do you have that snotty smile on your face already, Jimmy T? What's going on? Because I just read about everything on social media yeah. regarding you. Yeah. I, I never know anything. <laughs> no, what happened was Jimmy gets left out of the loop often. Well, but it's what, consistent, so I appreciate. What it. Do you, and then he, and then he starts making. Then he starts making phone calls. Yeah, you know he wants to know what's going on. <laughs> He'll go through the loop. God. He'll start with you, and if you don't answer, he goes to Rima. Rima don't answer the phone. <laughs> I, well, I don't then answer the phone. I then, just don't. Then it's me. I don't answer the phone. And then he'll go in any lane because yeah. he knows. I don't know why he doesn't just call you lane. Well, what first. happened was, and I, <laughs> it's not like I have to explain anything to you. But <laughs> <laughs> you ain't the boss of me, fool. <laughs> but what happened was, he said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm not going anywhere," because my invitation was like last minute to right. go on this thing. So yeah, yeah I, the thought, last minute, I thought so, he boom. was posting old pictures. And I was like, oh, well, that's <laughs> nice. And then I saw the next picture at a different time. And I was like, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. It was great. Now, did the, the, the did they look good? Yeah, good, it right? good. Yeah. Did the boat actually leave the port or did you all just sit there? No, it's Cozumel. All right, cool. Yeah, ran down to Cozumel and came back. Yeah. Don't take very long to do that. No. It was a couple of days, you know. It was so. good timing. It was outstanding timing because for I you. was exhausted. I could barely stand up, you know. Yeah, well, you were up for, what, 30-some hours on, by, by the time you left Wednesday. We, let me tell you what. I woke up at midnight Monday night, mm -hmm. and I went to sleep at midnight Wednesday night. That's crazy. I woke up from, from midnight Monday night to midnight Wednesday night, mm -hmm. no sleep. So what is that, 48 hours? Yeah. 48 hours. I haven't so. done that in years. God. 
and I'm damn near 60, yeah. as you remind me. <laughs> I did it, though. That's my job. i got to keep it real. I drove all the way from here to Galveston, uh, and I don't remember it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, it's That's kind of going around, isn't it's it? It's probably best. Just different reasons. <laughs> God, no. Damn. <laughs> kind of going around, but for oh, different reasons. Man. Well, look, here's the deal. I'll go ahead and bring that up and get that out of the way. Let's pop that bubble. Um, I, I like Clayton. Good guy. Uh, the, nobody, you know, that's not a secret to anybody. I've made that abundantly clear. Um, he actually is a guy that I've known for many, many years and uh, early on announced my support for him. The city council is going to meet today at one thirty for a special session uh, to see if they're going to call on him to resign. And they're basically going to call on him to resign. That's basically what's going to happen today at one thirty. They have no power to remove him from city council unless he is convicted right. of a crime. Right. Then he has to resign voluntarily. That's it. And then it's going, but I mean, they could actually vote to kick him off if he's found guilty of a crime. Right. We're talking about something that's going to take forever to get done. The court will take forever, and then the appeals will take forever, and then all that kind of stuff is is all going to take forever. Uh, the the video footage from his backyard is pretty damning. That's pretty damning stuff. I didn't know about the Bill Miller's part of that. I, I'm finding that out, you know, the, over the weekend that the, he'd gone to Bill Miller's and tried to hand him his keys and said, "I want to talk to the manager." And all. I didn't know anything about that. The thing that people are talking to me about with Clayton Perry is the lack of contrition. That uh, you know, when when the, you've had other high-profile uh, personnel, well, Kevin Wolf. You know, other high-profile personalities found themselves in the same situation. And I'm not going to throw any stones at anybody about this. But uh, when they found, when he was in that situation, he said, man, I really screwed up. I'm sorry. And people are saying, Clayton's not doing that. That he hadn't said, I really screwed up, and I'm really sorry about that. Uh, He just said he's sorry for the hassle that it caused. Uh, And there's a lot of acorns in my backyard. And that was something else, man. I got home. See, I'm I'm scatterbrained. But I got home yesterday. And my swimming pool was full of acorn. It was an acorn pool. April Fools. Yeah, thanks. You did it. (laughs) You sons of guns. I knew it was y'all. I came home and I said, good. And I had to dig them all out, obviously, and get them all out and clean up the pool and shock it and everything I need to do. But he had a whole lot of acorns in his backyard, according to the video. Um, that, That video is just as damning as can be. So uh, the city council and the process, he's right about the process. It's going to decide whether or not he's going to get to stay or go or, you know, whatever the case is going to be. That's up to them. I I hope that if he has some sort of issue or problem with alcohol or whatever, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I'm telling you, the guy that I know is not the guy I saw in that video. That was just so out of character for him, the guy I know. Right now, that, you know that's well, all you know, I say. I think that's probably what was so startling about that. Wow, shocker to me! Yeah. You know, blew me away. Now I know he's got a boat, and he likes to, we we joke about his boat, and he likes to go out and have a good time on the boat. But that was so out of character for me. What I saw, what right. you know, the, my relationship with him was not, nothing like that. Yeah. So I don't, you know, that was just a shocker. So if if he's got an issue, I don't know if that was a one night bender. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, or if this is a situation, I, my thoughts and prayers are with him and people around him to get him what he, whatever he needs to resolve whatever, whatever the situation is. Uh, but the city, you know, and the city council does have business, uh, and they got to roll on. And they voted uh, on Thursday, no confidence on Justin Bravo, which they should have done. And that's that's the that's the right way to go on that deal, and we'll see. I, I I'll bet you they're. I mean, there's no way they're not going to do that today for him. Right. Uh, that's at one thirty this afternoon, and we'll see where it goes. I I didn't know also until last night that uh, the SAPD did announce is filing a DWI charge against him. So well, that they was Friday they, they announced that. That is that right? So they did go ahead and file the, the DWI yeah, charge? They, they did that, and then council put out their agenda around the same time Okay, uh, about today's meeting. Okay. Well, let's see what the, 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 I guess the resolution says, Council Member Perry's actions in pending criminal cases have negatively impacted his and the city council's ability to conduct its business, leading to the city council to lose confidence in his ability to act as an effective representative for his district and colleague on city council. So there you go. We'll see how it goes. Let me let me squeeze John in here before the break. All right, John, go ahead, man. You're on. John, go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't That's okay. Hear the That's all right. Intro. Um, the possibility exists that somebody slipped him a Mickey, so that has to be thrown into the mix. Well, okay. I don't know if there's – is there any evidence of that or – Exactly, but I, I haven't heard a thing about it. But that happened to me one time. Oh. So – 
if the opposition is wants him out, you know, the opposition party doesn't have any qualms about releasing uh, COVID on the world. So why wouldn't the opposition have a uh, to get him out of there? Slip him a Mickey. Okie dokie. Thanks, John. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Bus full of illegal immigrants headed north again. We're talking about that, and we'll take your call. Any any of these stories that we're talking about in the news this morning that you want to comment on? Jump on in the water. It's a little bit chilly this morning, <laughs> but we'll we'll get real close together and generate a little heat. What do you say? Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This view was thirty-eight five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. The Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. Any of these stories that I go through, you're more than welcome to join me at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five and sound off and tell me what you think. We now know in Nevada that Catherine Cortez Masto. Uh, one out there. So now the Democrats are controlling the Senate 50 to 49, and they have an opportunity to add to that on December 6th as Raphael Warnock will go against Herschel Walker. It's going to be a heavy, heavy lift for Walker to win out there. Uh, and I'll just tell you that straight up, you know, a, a month out, but, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, that the Democrats are going to put every, everything that they have. And obviously, folks, they have vast resources that we don't even know about. They're going to put everything that they have at play for Warnock out there so that they can control the Senate without having to rely on the vice president, who's goofy as a bed bug, to uh, to be the vote, the casting vote. Maricopa County still counting. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. Every time, every time I had a chance to turn on the TV while I was out, the next thing I saw, we got more votes coming in. Uh, look, we found more. Hey, more vote. Hey, look over here. There's more. Hey, we got more votes. Uh, the insanity of what's happening in Maricopa County. And there's no reason, as 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 people in America, we should accept that. There's no reason. E- even if nothing untoward is going on, of course it looks like everything untoward, or untoward is going on. You had Carrie Lake ahead out there, and now Katie Hobbs is ahead. And there you go. every time they find votes, they're finding more votes for Katie Hobbs. I, I, we lived that nightmare in 2020, and we're li- reliving it again right now out of Maricopa County. And look, if Florida can do it and be home by 930 on election night, every other state in the union can do it. They don't do it because, well, they want to hinky-dinky. They want to mess around. And they do a good job of it. They're great at it. Josh Hawley, the senator from uh, Missouri, says the old Republican Party is dead. It's time to bury it and build something brand new. I'm just curious what you think about that. I'm also curious what you think about Donald Trump making an announcement tomorrow night. Uh, reportedly, purportedly, he's going to make an announcement that he's running for president in 2024. Line one, line one, line one's ringing. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty what fifty five. Now Donald Trump is pointing the finger right at Mitch McConnell, saying this in a tweet last night on Truth Social. It's Mitch McConnell's fault. Spending money to defeat great Republican candidates instead of backing Blake Masters and others was a big mistake. Giving four trillion dollars to the radical left for the Green New Deal, not infrastructure, was even a bigger mistake. He blew the midterms, and everyone despises him and his otherwise lovely wife, Coco Chow. She was the uh, she was the transportation secretary in the Trump administration. And he says Mitch McConnell is a disaster with the Republican Party. He's a disaster for the Republic. It's all Mitch's fault. And then, of course, he was bringing up these unfounded allegations about broken voting machines in Nevada and Arizona. And then he took a shot at Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, saying that Youngkin couldn't have won without me, and his name sounds Chinese. All right. And tomorrow night, apparently, he's going to announce he's going to run for president again in 2024. Your thoughts on that and anything else you want to comment on. And, David, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you, David. Good morning, Trey. Two real quick comments. Yes, sir. Ever since the Carter-Baker Commission in 2005 that confirmed the easiest way to cheat was these paper mail-in ballots, walk-in ballots, that's exactly what blue states have gone to. And, unfortunately, I'm a big Trump supporter, but... He is uh, breaking uh, Reagan's 11th commandment. Yeah. Thou shalt not speak ill of another fellow Republican, and he's losing many uh, Republicans along the way. Yeah. 
You know, I want to offer something else, though, David, a little balance, too, man, because I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of thinking about this. This should have been the easiest win for Republicans to have, don't you think, or conservatives to have? This should have been so easy that it was just, well, you know, not even I, a— I don't, disagree, I don't disagree, Trey, but there's two things that happened, of course. They did use Dobbs, the Democrats did, to fire up their base to Absolutely. get the women out to vote. Absolutely. But the other thing they used that we're not recognizing— there was never any intent to actually be loan forgiveness. I guarantee you, each one of those applicants nope. that went to the website, yep. they were contacted and received direct mail. Those wily Republicans want to make you pay for your student loans and everything else. So yep. it was simply a get out the youth vote machine as well. Yep. Well, no, that's uh, 100%. That's exactly right. Uh, a lot of what Joe Biden was doing right before the election was was all about that. Of course, the whole bringing down the gas prices, they're get ready, they're they're about to go back up, and all this other stuff that was going on at that time was all playing around. But David, let me let me throw this in there, and 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 everybody else, feel free to comment on this at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. While we know all that was true, what David just said, and thank you for your call, David. Everything that he just says true. <clears throat> You think America, and I'm going to talk about you guys. You guys are conservatives, man. You listen to this show. You listen to this station. You think America might actually be over there on the left a little bit? As a whole, the country, I think it might be a, a more of a European socialist country at this point. I mean, you, you probably heard me say for 60 years, the media and Hollywood and music and, of course, the education system, everything else has been indoctrinating people for over 60 years toward European socialism. Now, you understand the difference between Soviet-style socialism and European socialism. Soviet-style is where you don't have any, you know, they don't even they don't even pretend that you have a vote in anything that they're doing. With European-style socialism, they choose the candidates, they put the candidates up, the candidates are basically the same candidates, and you are fe you are made to feel like you're a part of the process because you're allowed to go every couple of years and vote for the candidates of their choosing. That's a European socialist uh, deal. And then uh, you're, you're heavily taxed, and those taxes, like they, they took in $3 trillion just last quarter. Those taxes are then used as handouts to people to make them feel good about what the government is doing, and they continue to vote for more and more of that. And I, I, I you know, that's kind of where I'm thinking the country has landed now after 60-plus years of being indoctrinated with that stuff. That as far as being believers in free market and personal responsibility and all of those kind of, you know, America first and all those kind of things, it, it not, again, not you guys, but when you, when you consider how easy this should have been to win, with 300 people a day dying from fentanyl on a wide-open border, people coming in here, taking your jobs and taking the kids' place into school, all that stuff that we talked about, prices so high that 25% of Americans are not going to do Thanksgiving next week, all those things that we talked about. And, and I, I, I get this whole concept that has been kicked around about poor, you know poor candidates on the Republican side. Well, okay, I understand what you're saying, but explain Fetterman to me then. I mean, if it was, if it just came down to poor, which is what we heard, it's poor candidates, it was terrible candidates on the Republican side. Then explain Fetterman, explain Pelosi for that matter, <laughs> explain hell, explain Biden. <laughs> you know, if it's poor candidates, I just mentioned several that have been in in in, in office forever. <laughs> you know, Pelosi and Biden, and you can put Fetterman in there. It's not a matter of poor candidates. It's not. I think it's all all those things that we've talked about came you know came to roost came to fruition last week last Tuesday, and you 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 also put in there that the the country has been taken into this European style style socialism, and more of a we're more of a left left country than than most of us care to admit. Right or wrong? Am I right? Am I wrong? Two one zero. Five nine nine fifty five fifty five more in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSS. Let's talk about my friend Dr. Mark Williamson. You know, hotline. Well, as we sit here today, the Democrats have fifty in the Senate. The Republicans have forty nine in the Senate. The Democrats can actually add one to that in the runoff coming up on December sixth with the Warnock Herschel Walker thing. And on the House side, you got Republicans at two twelve and Democrats at two o four. Now. 
Well, as important as the House side is on all this, and it, su- it really is important because that's where the appropriations uh, begin and, you know, a lot of the bills come out of the House and so on. Having having charge of the House is really important, too, to hold the president in check when it comes to some of the spending things that he has been doing. Uh, that's really important. They, they're already talking about they want to go get Hunter Biden, and that's fine. I, I, I don't think the majority of America is much concerned about Hunter Biden at this point. Uh, but they're talking about going after him. They're going to investigate him and so on. Uh, the Senate is super important, and here's why. And, and this is why this is a – overall, it, it was okay for the Republicans what happened last Tuesday. They get, you know, power in the in the, in the House uh, if they make it to 218. I mean, it's a struggle. Did okay with some of the statewide races. Did okay with some of the gubernatorial races, et cetera. But the Senate is super important, and here's why. The judges and the courts are decided by Senate committees. And if Chuck Schumer is heading up those Senate committees, if they're in charge over there, they're going to get their left-wing nutjob Katanji Brown uh, judges and justices on the courts throughout the country. Uh, that's why the battle for the Senate is, is, is so important. And the Republicans lost it. And it should, they should not have. They should have won that hands down, no problem. It should have been just an easy cakewalk for them to win that. And so now the Democrats will decide which, and, and I'll give you a prime example. The president, whether or not it was all for politics or whether he intended to do it, this whole thing on the student loan forgiveness. Uh, a Trump-appointed judge here in Texas said, no, you cannot do that. Told the, the president that last Thursday. But that's an overreach, the most egregious overreach of power that I've ever seen, said the judge. Well, it's a Trump-appointed judge approved by the Mitch McConnell Republicans in the Senate. That's how those guys get there. The House has nothing to do with that. And the same thing is true with the Supreme Court. Donald Trump was able to get three pretty good ones on the Supreme Court. Uh, Joe Biden has put one complete whack job activist on the supreme court so far now you say you look at the supreme court justice and you say well they all look like they're in it for the long haul they all look like they're in pretty good health and uh, you know they're not really all that old but you know some a couple of them are getting up there when you talk about clarence thomas and a couple of the others well i, I understand that's true but we didn't think that we were going to have to replace scalia when we did either did we so what happens over there in a supreme court obviously is very important and that has everything in the world to do with uh, w- with the Senate. So the way the Senate fell is, is a devastating loss. There's no other way. To, you can't sugarcoat that. You can't make stuff up about it. It was a devastating loss to see what happened over in the Senate, regardless of what happens over in the House from here on out. The House isn't a given, by the way. At 212 to 204, that's closer than I'd like it. I think the Republicans are going to pull it out, but it's it's very, very close. Meanwhile, officials in Philadelphia have been preparing for arrival of 52 illegal immigrants on a bus from Del Rio sometime this week. First time that they've been taken to Philadelphia. Although, you know, Greg Abbott's been sent to New York City, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. Again, it's another one of those deals that Americans were well aware of the border sitch. They knew what was going on because our governor had made them aware of it, and they still voted the way they did last week. So how do you explain that other than... They just, that's not an issue. They don't care. I'm talking about not you guys again. I'm talking about America overall. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about that some more and get you to sound off on these uh, on these news stories of the day at 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware. You Let's on. go, baby. You talk about a mere formality. <laughs> that 1.30 today with City Council on the Clayton Perry issue, that's just a mere formality is all that is. Of course they're going to vote to ask for his resignation. Absolutely. Now, they can't, they can't kick him off unless he's convicted of a crime. Could be a misdemeanor that he could be convicted of. You know, whatever. But they can't just, you know, willy-nilly kick him off. Or else you'd have, like, like you have right now, you have ten wackos. <laughs> and, and one guy who's a conservative, the wackos can team up and go against the conservative and just vote them off. So they can't do that unless there's a, a conviction. Anyway, your thoughts on that? 210-599-5555. Any stories that I'm going through this morning, 
And you know how I do it. I just go through the stories. I tell you what I think, and then I want to hear from you. We're still breaking down last week's election. If you haven't had enough of that, <laughs> we can talk some more about last week's election. And and, and you'll hear my theme kind of uh, woven throughout the other stories that I'm talking about this morning. Uh, but we're not limited to this. We can talk about anything. Uh, on the Republican side, 212 to Democrat 204 in the House right now. And we'll see if they get to the magic number of 218. I'm talking about the Republicans to be able to control the House of Representatives and start their committees and do all the kind of stuff that they've been talking about. The Senate is lost to the Democrats. The Democrats now control the Senate. In any way you're going to look at it, they're going to control the Senate, at least for the next two years, because either they're going to add one with Warnock after December 6th. Don't know that they will. Maybe Herschel's going to pull it out. It's going to be a, that's a tough, that's going to be a big battle. Uh, so we'll see. And, but the, at the very least, it'll be 50-50 then if Herschel wins. And then it'll be right back to Kamala Harris being the deciding vote. So the Democrats will, cons- will control the Senate for at least the next two years. Biden inflation has hit uh, Thanksgiving. I've been telling you now for months that about 25% of Americans say that they're not going to have Thanksgiving next Thursday because they just can't afford it. The price of everything is super high in the Biden administration. Pies are up 19%. Ice cream is up 14%. Cranberry sauce, 19%. Potatoes, 16%. Biscuits and muffins, 14%. Butter, 27%. Salad dressing, 20%. Gravy and sauce prices, 15%. Overall food at home prices, 13%. But that wasn't a different. That wasn't big enough to be a, a, a difference maker to most Americans last week when you consider the overall picture. Even if the Republicans do take control of the House, the overall picture should have been, well, it should have been a wipeout when you consider news like that, that 25% of Americans are not going to have Thanksgiving dinner because they just cannot afford Thanksgiving dinner. That should have been the overall impact. And, and Republicans should be waking up today with about 225 seats in the House and about 54 seats in the Senate. That's how it should have gone. Unless the country has moved that far to the left after more than 60 years of indoctrination in media and music and Hollywood and in the school system, which has been going on for, for more than 60 years. Maybe we are living in a European socialist country at this point. And I'm not talking about you. You, you, you know, you're listening to this show. You listen to this station. You're probably conservative. And and, and I, I look after it was all over with. I listened to the breakdown. I'm still hearing people talking about poor candidates and Trump put poor candidates in here and Trump did poor candidates over there and it was just a a slew of poor candidates. Okay, I I, I hear that argument. But then explain to me, Joe Biden. Explain, explain to me, if this was just a poor candidate deal, explain to me Nancy Pelosi. Explain to me John Fetterman, okay? If it's, <laughs> if it's a matter of poor candidates and the Republicans lost because they put poor candidates up, Democrats do that every day, every election cycle. Look at our own city council in San Antonio. You talk about poor candidates. They're horrible. And they get elected. The Democrats elect poor candidates all the time. It's not a matter of candidates. It's not. It's not a matter that these these it's a line one there, Elaine. The the candidates are bad. It's a matter of a number of things, but it could just be. And this is my question to you this morning. It could just be that America has moved to that left over there, and America is more of a European socialist. I'm talking about the vast majority of Americans are more of a European socialist uh, state. Here's another one for you from this morning. New York man, and by the way, phones are up at a 210-599-5555. New York man busted with 20,000 fentanyl pills released without bail. New York City man busted more than 20,000 fentanyl pills, the multicolored kind that are used to target young people. He was busted red-handed with those with those pills. He was released without bail. (laughs) Now, the American people know that that's going on. 
And yet the American people voted the way that they voted last week. Should When you consider the last two stories I've told you about, the pr- high price of Thanksgiving and that fentanyl crisis in America, that should have been enough to wipe out any vestige of Democrat rulership, uh, d- Democrat leadership, anything. It should have just completely wiped them out, and yet it didn't. Hey, David, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. Um, like you've lamented, the onions getting peeled back. And sure, you've got all those people who are blaming Trump, mm-hmm. and that those are all the swamp GOP. But I, I find it very interesting. Two things that happened by the by the leaders in the GOP. One was um, Lindsey Graham coming out and saying, as soon as we get in power, we're going to ban all abortions. Well, what was he talking about? Yeah. And then the second one was the guy yeah. who said that, well, we're going to, when we get elected, we're going to cut back expenses on Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. I mean, th- these were intentional yeah. wounds yeah. by the GOP. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you this too, David. Trump is not without blame on, on a self-inflicted wound too because the independents in this country, and of course we know Democrats, but the independents in this country don't like him. And by him, you know, uh, reasserting himself with rallies and putting himself forward and then talking about Ron DeSanctimonious and all of that stuff right right before it happened, that does fire up the base. As much, and, yes. and, and i got to tell you, man, because I talked to him, it, it, it fires yes, up the I, base I as much as... Yeah, no, I know. It, it fires up the base as much as abortion does for, for the independents and the people on the left. We did, we did, you didn't need anybody firing him up anymore. You, you needed to just well, to lay low. Well, as far as the, the latter part of your current conversation about uh, the move of, of yeah. Americans going socialist, yeah. I would I would say that uh, that I think we're having parts of our population wake up to the fact that they have been abused by the Democratic Party, but between the combination of them getting the vote, the youth vote out this time. And the baked-in uh, democratic machinery in, in, in the right cities at the right time, um, we, we have a long way to go as a, as a GOP party to extract our own head out of our backside uh, before we're ever going to win anything. Well, and I, yeah, and it's going to take. I've said this for a long time, David. Thank you so much for your call, man. I hope you have a great day today. I, I've said this for a long time, and that is... It took a long time. It took more than 60 years for this whole idea of European socialism to be ingrained in the heads of people, and they bought it. They they do like it. Now, they will tell you, I'm American, man. I'm American. All that, but they're not. it's really not. So there's a difference between Soviet-style socialism, which you understand, and that is, you know, it's a brute force and power over your head, and European socialism, which is, we're going to offer you these candidates, and we're going to make you feel like you're a part of the process, so we're going to let you go to the polls and vote for the candidates of our choosing. And that's America today, and Americans have accepted it. And here's why I say they've accepted it. They accept what's happening in Maricopa County. They're still voting and Mar- are still counting votes in Maricopa County. There's no reason for the American people to accept that. And, of course, all the other stuff that we have talked about ad infinitum, the high cost of everything. The American people have accepted that, and they've moved on from that, and they've said that's okay. They're okay with an open border. All these things that they're familiar with, and, I'm again, not talking about you guys you're my people. You know, you you my kind of folk. I'm talking about as a whole, the American people, they, they surveyed the landscape. They saw the crime. They saw the fentanyl. They saw the price at the grocery store and at the gas pump, and they still did not wipe out the Democrats last week. So the only thing you say is, as a whole, the American people are okay with that stuff. Right or wrong? You tell me. Matt, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Um, I, I kind of agree with the previous caller a little bit. I believe the Republicans fell on the sword of abortion, and uh, they were willing to cut their nose off to spite their face for that one issue, and they didn't need to. I mean, Hoover's weight was, was overturned, and they didn't do a good enough job expressing that that didn't outlaw abortion at all. And, you know, the Democrats yep. did a pretty good job at delivering the message that that's exactly what happened. And there's a majority of Americans don't agree with an outright ban, and I don't think they were in tune with that. The second thing that happened was you had the establishment go to war with Donald Trump in terms of who they were going to nominate and where they were throwing money at. And we have the, the, the main establishment of, of the Republican Party 
throwing money over one candidate and, and actually giving money to Democrat candidates in primaries so that, you know, that there's a battle of Trump versus the establishment. It's, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really self-inflicting wound that I don't think the Republican Party is, is going to overcome. Nope. I don't think they will either. You're right, Matt. I don't think there's much of this that they're going to be able to overcome, to tell you the truth. And you're right on about uh, everything that you said. First of all, as far as the abortion issue is concerned, that was the biggest, uh, most egregious uh, electioneering and, and playing in politics that I've ever, ever seen from the Supreme Court. Uh, they knew what they were going to do, but they didn't have to do it then. It was all timing. And they did it then on purpose, and that was to fire up the, the leftist base. We still don't know who the leaker was, do we? And you're never going to find out who the leaker was because the leaker came from inside to leak at that appropriate moment when the election was going on. And where the Republicans failed, and they always do, they didn't have an answer for it. They did not have their battle plan, their stuff together to be able to stand up and say, hey, it doesn't outlaw abortion. You can go get an abortion. Have at it. All they did was return it back to the states where it belongs. They didn't do that. The other thing they didn't do is they released this uh, commitment to America, and you never heard from it again. They never talked about it. Uh, in the contract with America in 94, my God, you, every time you woke up in the morning, all you heard about was Newt Gingrich talking about the contract with America. Well, these guys never talked about that commitment with America. So that was a, you know, a, a non-starter from the very beginning. So they dropped the ball in several different areas, and they're not good at this. They're just flat not good at getting their message out and winning elections. Um, they haven't figured out. Look, the mail-in ballot thing, we all disagree with. But you're going to have to be in power to get rid of mail-in ballots. As long as you're the party that's not in power, you can't get rid of them. So you might as well realize what the rules are. You can't change the rules till you own the show. So you might as well realize what the rules are and go win that, that mail-in ballot law uh, battle that goes on every election. There's a battle over mail-in. Go win it. Go play on that field and win the mail-in ballots. And then, and then, and then, when you're in power, you can say we're not going to do mail-in ballots anymore. So anyway, those, those are just some of the thoughts. But it's not like America was blinded to all. Here's my point. It's not like America as a whole was blinded to all of these things. All of this was wide open. Man, their eyes were, they went into that election last week, eyes wide open. And yet they still chose the way they did. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, and my point is, maybe that's just where America is today. Let me tell you about my friends over at Amogee Bank. Amogee is an outstanding corporation. Amogee is a wonderful bank. They're a family bank. They're all about families. They wake up every day. How can we serve families throughout the state of Texas? And they do. Whether it's your private business for your family or whether you own a family-run business like Nancy and I do, and that's why I was out of town last week, tended a business with the family-run business, Amogee is here to help your family. And they can do it a bunch of different ways. They have great accounts that they're more than happy to consult with you about for your personal business at Amogee Bank. They can talk with you about mortgages, uh, lines of credit, home improvement loans, all those great kind of things. And when it comes to family-run businesses as well, Anything that your family-run business needs to be successful, they're going to be there to help you. From consulting with you to making connections with other great people who can help you out to having the money to be able to back you up all the way. That's Amogee Bank, Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. Don Racker here. If you've never had five-star service... Hey, man. Had a really good time on that cruise last week. I really did. It was uh, it was only a couple of days with the friends at Royal Caribbean, and was able to run down to Cozumel real quick and come back. It's just kind of like a discovery thing and learn more about the cruising industry and, and about that beautiful terminal. We were talking about it earlier, Don. That terminal they built over in Galveston because they had brought the Allure over to Galveston, which is well one of the largest ships on planet Earth. They just keep making these things. They got one coming in uh, in 24 called Icon. Right. And it's going to carry like uh, 7,500 people on there, which is, you know, gigantic. Larger than some towns. Oh, easy. <laughs> you know, and the stuff that's on there. I, I'm gonna, I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a video of that up on my uh, on my Facebook page so everybody can uh, check that out. But uh, it's it's pretty incredible. But had to have a couple of days after, you know, all the election stuff. 
Plus, it was a business uh, thing for us, for our travel company, for me to go, you know, meet some people and find out what was going on with that terminal and all that. And I had a really good time. So, good to be back, though. You know, I need to open a business like that. Do you? It requires me to get on a boat. <laughs> and, <laughs> Have some complimentary drinks every now and then. Is it some food? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't look, mind that at all. What, what you know how I roll, because we've been doing this a while. Um, I don't take any time off during the year, but I get to the holidays. Right. And that's when I, I stack it all up. And last year at the holidays, Sean got sick, so I didn't get to take any of my time off. Mm-hmm. Or, let me put it this way, I didn't take my time off. Right. <laughs> you just didn't do it. And I just lost all that time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so typically what I do, and Jimmy, you and I haven't worked together all that long, but typically what I do, I work all year, and I get to November and December, and that's when I see the baby girls. Uh, because that's when they're off of school and stuff, so I spend time with them. So I'm going to go again next week on another uh, trip that we we have planned with the girls, and then sometime in a little little bit of time in December. Going to do a whole lot of staying home around the house this December because we're going to decorate and uh, and do Christmas stuff this year. Your, right. All your decorations are up, right? No, she's just getting started. Oh. <laughs> 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 Why do you say it that way? With a shake yeah, of your you head. Know, just, you know, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that she doesn't have, my wife doesn't really have a lot of days off. No, she so, doesn't. So when she does have a day off and they're they're stretched out, you know, far between, you know, she likes to decorate for the holidays. So she has to start sometime in early November mm-hmm. in order to, to get it to where she likes by, you know, the week after Thanksgiving or whatever. The week after Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> At the time we start taking it back down again. But, <laughs> But she has so many Christmas decorations. I am not lying to you. We have a storage unit, one of those giant storage units yeah. with just her Christmas decorations in there. You know, here's my deal, and I, I need to find this one of these companies that will climb up and put lights on your house for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dime a dozen. Just, Are they really? Yeah, landscaping companies, they do that Seriously. in the off-season. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I can't, I'm not going to get up there anymore on the roof and put that stuff up. And uh, I'd like to. I'd like to have the house right. decorated, but I just don't have anybody to do that for me, you know? Right. Just, yeah, I, I, used to I, I don't know any I don't know any really strong guys. I don't know any guys that I like that like me, like fellas, men. How come I don't have any men friends that will come over the house and put my Christmas lights up? Well, huh? that all depends on how much beer you got. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my invitation on social media. Oh, no, yeah. that's where it's going to come to. <laughs> yeah, that's where Jimmy finds it. Goes back out, to, right. It goes back to It always media. goes back to that. So once word gets around, Jimmy will, Jimmy will do it. Right. <laughs> He'll be there. I'll hold, I'll hold the ladder. <laughs> that's right. And Jimmy's the man. All right. I got to tell you about my friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. At Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC this time of year, right, it's getting cooler and cooler. And I don't know if you've had your your system checked out, your heating system checked out. But they have trained professionals on staff they can send right over to check out that heating system for you. Maybe you haven't turned it on yet, but you know after this week the, the, the time is coming. Time is short to have your system checked out before that really first cold, cold night of the year. They don't ever send a commission sales rep over to your home. That's the really nice thing about Quarter Moon is they send somebody over to fix your problem. And then if you want to talk to them about something else or if they need to talk to you about you know something you need to buy, they're not going to try to sell you frills. They're going to sell you stuff that you need. Okay, And that's what I've always liked about Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. They've got master plumbers on staff, too with decades of experience to take care of your heat, your AC, and, of course, your plumbing issues. That's Quarter Moon at 210-651-5899. The longer you put off having vascular procedures... All right, so Margaret writes, I am adamantly against drunk driving, but when did the San Antonio City Council become judge, jury, and executioner? What happens to trial one of peers, disgusting, etc.? Thank you, Margaret. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware here at 638 KTSA. She's obviously addressing the situation with City Councilman uh, Clayton Perry. And today at 1.30, City Council is going to have a special uh, session uh, to vote to uh, call on him to resign. It's a mere formality. They're going to call on him to resign. I mean, they could actually not even have the meeting today and just say we passed the resolution because it's a mere formality. They will call on him to resign. Uh, and then it, it, it's up to him after that point. He can do with it as he chooses. He can either say, yeah, I'm going to get down, I'm going to step down or, or whatever. Uh, what people are saying to me, and I'll just tell you, I've known Clayton for a long time, and what I saw in the video is not the Clayton I know. It's really, really not. That's not who I know him to be. Now, I, we're not, you know, hanging out buddies and all that kind of stuff, so it's not like we're best friends and I'm around him all the time. But the guy that I know that comes to the station and comes to the station events and all that kind of stuff, 
that wasn't who I saw on that video. That's a totally different guy. And uh, that, that video something else to look at, man. It's pretty damning as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then when you layer in the whole Bill Miller stop and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yes, the city council has a role in this. They cannot just vote you out. You have to be convicted of something before they can remove you. Otherwise, they'd be removing the, you know, the minority candidates all the time. You know, he's one out of 11, and they're all a bunch of weirdos except for him. <laughs> so they, they would have already done this if, if they had grounds to do it. So uh, this just gives them the ammo that they have been looking for. And you know they were rubbing their hands together. I mentioned that last week before I left, that this is the kind of thing that Ron Nirenberg has been hoping and praying for for a long time. Because this is the kind of thing that he can use to his betterment to put somebody else in that in that seat. Although he's got the council majority, and they all vote with him. There, there's nobody down there that opposes Ron Nirenberg. Not one soul, with the exception of Clayton Perry. So we'll see where it all ends up. I mean, uh, you know, he was uh, 200. Let's see, uh, he's charged with a failure to stop, provide information on that crash resulting in damages to a vehicle over $200, Class B misdemeanor, punishable 180 days in jail, $2,000 fine. And then on Friday, they filed a DWI charge with the district attorney's office, et cetera, et cetera. His term, by the way, is going to be up next year. He's been on since uh, 2017. And all this legal proceedings... So, so here's here's what I'm saying about this. Whether or not he leaves the city council is going to be up to him because all this legal proceedings that are going on, that's going to last well beyond the end of his term. So it's going to come down to whether or not he feels like he wants to, to get out. And uh, in the past, when we've had very famous politicians or whatever found themselves in the same situation like a – uh, a Kevin Wolf is one. You know, he was very contrite. Said, "Man, I screwed up, and I'm going to put myself into whatever I need to do and submit myself in whatever I need to do." To and people are pretty forgiving lot, and they say, "Yeah, I get you, man," because it could happen to all anybody. And so I get you. I understand. And uh, and they they're willing to move on. What people have said to me is they haven't seen that out of Clayton. And I being out of town for four days, uh, I, I I haven't seen anything concerning that at all. All right, so anyway, if you want to comment on that, 210-599-5555. City Council today at one thirty is going to have that meeting, and they're going to vote to, you know, ask for his resignation. They're going to ask for his resignation, you know. Uh, he has not given any indication whatsoever that he is going to step down. Now, Elaine is, is trying to get him on. I, I don't think he's going to do that. I saw the press conference, uh, such as it were, in the hallway of the, the police headquarters, and uh, he, he was not you know forthcoming with anything concerning that night or getting into it too much. Basically said, I'm just going to let the process work out, work itself out. But Elaine's reaching out to him anyway to try to uh, get him on the show and see if he'll uh, talk about some of this, all of it, none of it, whatever. And uh, I'll keep you posted as as more you know details come available. Uh, Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto won her re-election over the weekend. So the Democrats now control the Senate. It's just going to be a matter of how much they're going to control the Senate. Will they control it 51-49 or will they control it 50-50 with the vice president's vote? And they're still counting in Maricopa County, Arizona. And that guy over there is such a dweeb, man. Every time he's on TV, you're questioning what we're doing out here? How dare you question? Yeah, we're questioning the fact that we're a week into this and you still haven't counted all the votes yeah and every time you come on tv it's to tell us you've got more votes coming in no they're all here we're just no that's not what you keep saying the story keeps changing in maricopa county arizona and if they can't get their act together, if american idol can count 72 million votes during a commercial break <laughs> If Florida can be in bed by 9.30 on election night, I don't want to hear this crap about it takes a week to count all these votes. No, it does not. It takes a week to count all those votes by choice. They made a decision that it was going to be this way. They did it in Nevada, and they did it in the, in Arizona. They made a decision they were going to hold out and count these votes the way they're doing it, and uh, and it's wrong. It's wrong for America. It's wrong for the candidates. It's wrong for the people who put their vote in on a Tuesday. And it's just wrong the, the, the way the whole situation is working out. But here's the deal. Republicans, I'll say to you, if you want to change it, you got to get into power. That's it. 
It's the Democrats, and, and line one is ringing. It's, I have to keep telling them that because the phones won't ring. So, <laughs> line one, it, if the, Demo, the Democrats are the ones who are running these election centers that are doing this. This is Democrat control, not Republican control. So Republicans, if you want to change that, if you want to change the mail-in balloting situation and all that, you've got to get into power to do so which means you got to play by those rules and win that game first, and then you can change the game. Hey, John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Trey. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, hey, sir. Just, uh, they, where are our Republican leadership? Why aren't they out screaming and saying anything about this, about what's going on in Maricopa County? I haven't seen one leading Republican in the Senate out there standing up screaming and saying, what the heck is going on? It's only people like you that I hear saying it. And, and common pe- friends around me saying it, but why aren't our leadership saying anything? You know, because I, <laughs> I wish I could find another way to say it, but the the Republican leadership pretty much sucks. It's really bad. Yeah. It really is. I, I'm I'm sorry to use that word, but I'm trying to figure it. They're really bad, and uh, you you look up and down, and everybody over there, and there, and the reason I say that, John, is multifaceted. But the proof is in the pudding with this election. This thing should have been a wipeout, a clear wipeout. And because they didn't have an answer for the abortion thing, the Dodd issue, they didn't have an answer for that. Because they released this commitment with America, and they didn't sell it. Because they didn't. Embrace Embrace new media and text out their messages to young people and reach out to young people where young people are because they refuse to do all of those things and a myriad of other things. We find ourselves in the position we're in today, and that's the you're you're pointing out one of those things. That's a prime example of why they lost last week. Is exactly this what you're pointing out? Yep, it's a shame. It really is. It really, really is. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, guess what? The COVID vaccines give people myocarditis. One of them is worse than the other. And I'll tell you which one it is. But now an admission from Big Pharma. And they're trying to keep it quiet because they don't want anybody to know that this stuff is blo- apparently blowing some folks' hearts up. And I mean literally blowing some folks' hearts up. Exactly what many of the doctors who were thrown off of Twitter, kicked off of Facebook, and not allowed to talk on the Alphabet Media channels. Line one. That's exactly what got them kicked off of social media and off the... They are being vindicated today, and nobody cares. More of your calls coming up. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Tommy, hang on. I got two lines open right now. You know, I've been telling you about Dr. Mark Capricorn, River City Oral Surgery, based on transparency. And here we're coming into the end of the year, and where everybody's doing their flex account spending review and their HSA account review and all those kind of things. And what's going to happen now on Jan one is the prices over at River City Oral Surgery have got to go up. Now he's he's going to hold them in check as much as he can, but they got to go up. So why don't you end the year this year and start off next year with a healthy, new, beautiful smile from River City Oral Surgery. Call them today at 210-778-0002 or go to that great website where you'll see the prices, rivercityoms.com, and book your appointment to get in there and get the work done that you've been putting off. And especially you don't let that flex account or that HSA account or whatever roll over or expire. Use those funds this year and get in there before the price increase happens on Jan 1. River City Oral Surgery at RiverCityOMS.com. Don't replace a roof if you don't have to. Call roof. Newsmaker Hotline. All right, Tommy, fire away. What's on your mind? Well, I've got to say that uh, when you say that stuff about like, young people not voting and we didn't get our text messages out or had an answer for abortion, that is complete crud. When college football season started, you had videos of college football stadiums across the country chanting, Let's go, Brandon. You can't tell me that young people are all liberals. The reason we lost is because it was not a fair, free, clear, transparent election. That's what happened. That's why these votes are taking so long. They keep counting votes until they win. Anywhere the election was protected, we did win. And anywhere that it wasn't, 
we lost, period. All right. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, 210-599-5555. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com, is joining us. Big news in the world of, uh, of high finance and big business. You've got Disney beginning their layoffs, their hiring freeze, limiting employees' travel as their stock has crashed. FedEx is furloughing drivers right here at the Christmas season. These big businesses are seeing a recession and planning for a recession. Your thoughts, Carl? Well, the uh, they may not say it this way, but the Federal Reserve is getting what they want. You know, we talked about it last week about the midterms. While they have a huge impact on our daily lives, the financial markets were focused on something different, and they were focused on uh, the CPI report, which finally showed some slowdown. It's still rising, but it's slowing down. And the reason it's slowing down uh, on the inflation side is because I think the economy is too. And these layoffs you're talking about are part of it. Um, you know, we saw layoffs this month. We've seen Twitter layoff over half their workforce. Uh, we've seen Robinhood 25%, Intel 20%, Snapchat 20%. Uh, Amazon's got a hiring freeze. Of course, Facebook, <clears throat> you know, the company Meta uh, doing doing the same thing. So we're seeing we're seeing the beginnings of that, and I think it's going to continue for a while. And unfortunately, that's part of a recession. That's part of a slowdown. And the Fed's getting exactly what they want. They need to. They need to toss people out of work, and I'm not, I'm not wanting this, but they want to see people get tossed out of work so consumers will stop spending because they think in the big picture, if they are not working and they're not spending, inflation comes down, everything's great. <laughs> you know, Carl, there's just something screwed up about that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, we've got to inflict pain on people. We've got to kick people out. And, and, again, this goes back to Biden. Because yep. because closing down the drilling in America and limiting the oil supply, that caused the price of everything else to go up in our country. And when the price of everything else goes up in the country, then you have inflation and, and government spending too. That was that's out of control, as 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 Morgan as, as Freeman said. It was you know government government spending drives inflation. When you've got Milton Freeman, when you got that go on. And it didn't have to be that way. It wasn't that way two years ago. And now we got to throw people out of work so they quit spending money in order to bring inflation under control. It's just, that is immoral. That's criminal in my view. Well, I watched an interview with uh, Ronald Reagan was on Johnny Carson in 1975. Sure was. Uh, four, years, four years before he ran for yep. president. And he was talking about it, and I'm listening to it. And it could have been today, of course. And he's talking about the fact that government, everybody wants them to fix things and be the solution. He's like, they're the problem. And I'm thinking about the Federal Reserve and the spending that we did, which caused the inflation, not to mention the cutting and drilling, as you mentioned, but caused inflation. Now, their only solution is to go the complete other direction, jack up interest rates, toss people out of work to get rid of the inflation. So they've caused the problem, and now they're causing another problem. And it's, you know, it, 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 again, if we were to get them out of the way, I think the financial markets would probably function a lot smoother and our 401ks wouldn't be bouncing around, you know, 15, 20, 30%. Well, and, and Chuck Schumer said this morning that they're going to raise the debt ceiling so they can spend more. Well, when the government spends more, Milton Freeman again, when the government spends more, that causes inflation. And then when you cut off drilling and you've got higher prices of fuel, that also raises the price on everything. And yet here comes the Fed and they got to get a bunch of people fired so they can't afford to eat. Boy, that's just brilliant. We are so screwed. It's just, you know. All right, Carl, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Carl Eggers is here uh, every Monday with us, creatingrichardlives.com. Where in Rima? Without Rima, coming up next, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by 